That didn't surprise me at all. Here we go. Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn's Sunday School starring Penn Gillette. My name is Michael Godot. Penn, Matt, Randy, Rich, and I are broadcasting from show creator studio South. This week we'll talk about Godot's show travel adventures, and we'll get to opinion, size, age, shape, color, origin, material, purpose, and here he is preaching love, our delightful big old square-headed, red-faced, newfie, monkey-faced meat magician, Mr. Pendulet. Ah, preaching the love. Godot, what have you been up to? I've been traveling. Where where are you traveling? (laughs) Everywhere. During the plague. During the plague, and I just want to point out that it's a fucking miracle that I haven't had COVID. (laughs) It is nothing but stupid, dumb luck, and I apologize for being so stupid and lucky. Where were were you? Uh, I went to the Abbott's Magic Get-Together. That was... Uh, Yeah. Uh huh. Exactly. Is that the one in Colon? In Colon, Michigan. And it was, I got to tell you, I've been to a bunch of magic conventions and this is a blast. This is not a magic convention. This is a a bunch of our friends are all going to rent houses in this little tiny, charming little town. And we're going to sit out on the porches every evening and chat about things that we like. And really fun and delightful. I hung out with Matt King and Joel Hodgson. Oh, really? At, for you know, a week straight at night on their front porch. Wow. Sitting, you know, like old guys in rocking chairs. You are old guys. <laughs> yeah. We were old guys in rocking chairs. <laughs> but there were also a bunch of young kid magicians hanging out because we were so cool. Sure. <laughs> we're the coolest old guys. And, you know, we got a house on a lake with a beautiful view and people fishing in the lake and... It's really a nice thing to do. And you performed. And I did a show. And yeah, I did a show the were, last uh, night of the convention. And you were a juggler, so you killed. Yeah, it went well, all was good. Very happy. How's Joel doing? Joel's doing really, really well and uh, still hysterically funny. And he did he did his act uh, one night 35 years ago. I don't know how many years ago. Mac and Joel competed in this, in this contest there mm-hmm. and got a tie. The tie was a prize. The tie was the, kind of tie. They, like, no, no, it was it was a plaque. Oh, I see. They were going to win a plaque. Oh, that's right. I know. And the, the plaque was yeah, cut yeah. in half and given to half. Oh, that's right. Sure. Yeah. This year they gave them a repeat of it. They both did their shows, <laughs> and they gave them the other half of their plaques. I believe. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Which was pretty delightful. Uh, but it was really fun to see Joel do a show. He's, what was what's Joel doing for work now? I don't know. <laughs> he's got a family and kids who knows what he does for work he's he, got a family and kids he doesn't live in uh California. no he lives in i believe in uh, in maybe in michigan somewhere yeah somewhere midwesty he lives somewhere midwesty and uh was great i thought it was ohio it could be that's midwesty isn't it okay yeah there he is <laughs> we had a great time it was an amazing like i said it's not like a magic convention where everybody gets together and they're just a dealer's room and they're competitions and stuff like that there's some of that but this was mostly just hanging around on Matt King's front porch. Well, that's great. Which that's was great. which was. And really what else great. did you do? Where else did you? Well, go? I one of the things. Were every, was everybody like masked and vaccinated? Everybody was. Most of the people were masked and vaccinated. Good. Which was good. Um, one night, uh, Jacob and I were driving up and parking in front of. So Jacob went with you this whole thing? No, Jacob. Jacob had been doing circus shows on the East Coast, and then came to Colin on his way home and spent the week there. So, but so he had a car, which was oh boy, that's a good deal. <laughs> so Jacob and I are driving up to Max. It's like eleven o'clock at night, and, and uh, there's been a big storm like that that evening, and things are finally calming down, and it's just lightly raining, and Jacob and I get out of his car, and as we step out of the car, I hear this cracking like a tree breaking, and I yell, run, Jacob, and and we both take off running. I'm running away from the noise. He's running towards it. <laughs> this big branch falls out of a tree and hits the power lines, Whoa. and the transformer box explodes, and there's sparks everywhere like it's been struck by lightning, and all the lights and the houses go out for a couple of seconds and then come back up it was great it was so exciting and funny <laughs> wow just something about that was just like wow that was cool let's do that again there's a story probably apocryphal that always mm-hmm. always made me laugh uh i mean statistically likely um that the big blackout in new york in the 70s mm-hmm. the huge blackout 
they talk about a, a kid uh, walking home from school with a stick mm-hmm. hitting the uh, hitting the uh, telephone poles as he walks by <laughs> and just hits the telephone pole and everything. Poof, <laughs> all, all of Manhattan goes dark and uh, he believes it's his fault. Throws forever. the stick down and yeah. runs away. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that can't be true because there aren't telephone poles in Manhattan, right? There may have been at that point. I don't know. Yeah, Who I don't knows? Know. Know. Who knows? I also got to see uh, Doc Swan. Oh, really? And and Doc said it might be his last show, mm-hmm. and I was lucky enough to be there. And he is uh, still charming and funny and great as always. Where did you see him? Was it? The- he was at Colin, Michigan. Oh, really? He was. He was. As, as he told me he shows. sent me. A, he sent me a text that he saw Godot. I really hope it's not his last show because it was still great and funny. And did he do his uh, shopography? No. Did he do Trouble Wit? Yeah. Ah. Trouble with <laughs> trouble with so good. Oh, he did a bunch of stuff that was really great. Walked on glass, you know, that kind of stuff. Carrying a girl on his shoulders and amazing. Really great, fantastic show. And from there, I went to Lance Burton's farm in Kentucky. <laughs> Lance has a hundred acres in Kentucky. And not you, you think, you know, Lance lives in Louisville, right? Yeah. No. Lance lives two hours away from Louisville on a hundred acres of of land and what's on that hundred acres cows weed he has, <laughs> he has real cows he has real cows but i, I does he, he tends to them family are all farmers and so they they tend He's to all those things too. well we, we, had, <laughs> we went out into the field one day and all the cows were kind of down the hill ways and there were a couple of baby cows up at the top of the hill calves I want to show you how, how <laughs> that was really good. Really good, man. And uh, so Lance and I opened the gate and went in to see the calves to get close to the calves. And as we got within thirty-five feet of the calves, I looked down the hill, and all of the cows down the hill are now running towards us. <laughs> and I went, uh, Lance, um, are your cows really friendly, or are they coming up here to protect the calves? He said. I don't know. I said, we should run. <laughs> did a lot of running on this a trip. A lot of running on this trip. A lot of running on this trip. So we ran out and the cows came up to protect You know, the that's the thing about uh, uh, people who uh, don't eat meat. Right. And still have dairy products is uh, that idea that uh, somehow the cows that are giving milk uh, are, are not suffering mm-hmm. and their attachment to their calves is so overwhelming. These, these guys were coming to save the calves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they had uh, to care. the milk that you get is not from cows that are, 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 are with their calves. You know, they take mm-hmm. the calves Lance's farm. away from them. Not from Lance's farm. <laughs> right. And they, uh, you know, the, uh, the calves are not fed the milk. Right. Because they need to sell the milk. They're fed usually a, uh, uh, the concoction of awful. Mm-hmm cow blood and so on is what the calves are fed so that the cows can, uh, so all the milk can be sold. Well, to be it's, fair, I don't believe any of that's going on on Lance's Oh, farm, no, no, but no. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying that is evidence. Right. That the cows- They, they do care. They do care. They do yeah. care. And yeah. they- That's all I was saying. I'm yeah. sure. Does Lance, Lance's farm doesn't make money, does I it? I don't believe that it does. And I don't, I don't even know what they do with the cows other than have them out there in the field. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't think they had, they certainly didn't have slaughterhouse or any, you know- Yeah. None of those types of machines and at all, he, uh, what, and it's so pastoral, beautiful. When you green say his family, and, what do you mean his family? His his sister is there with her husband and their children. All live within a couple of miles of the area. Some of them live on the farm itself, and they care for the and they animals. care for the animals and and raise you know whatever wheat or and what is not Lance wheat, do? but uh, as far as I know, he takes care of his cats. <laughs> Lance has Lance has uh, he milks his cats milks cats yeah he's six or seven six cats and a dog that he takes care of but they you know, went out and hung out there for a few days but then I had a show in um in Ohio by the way that's Lance Burton yeah master magician master magician who is no longer master magician he is fair farmer yeah fair farmer yeah cat milker <laughs> cat milker, cat milker. <laughs> and so uh from there I went to a, a state fair in Ohio and worked uh couple of days there. What are state fairs like? Uh, My hometown fair, Franklin County Fair. This one 
is like your the Franklin County Fair very much, except you know how the Franklin County Fair kind of has forty five versions of itself. You know, there's the there's the cotton candy, there's the funnel cakes, uh, there's corn dogs, uh, there's a soda thing, there's an ice cream thing. You know, there's the basic fair thing. Mm-hmm. It's just replicated every thirty feet in mm-hmm. big fairs. Yeah, yeah. Well, this one was. A single version. Yeah. Which was really nice. Well, the Franklin County Fair is kind of a single version. Yeah. Was, yeah the Franklin County was bigger than this one. This was a very small fair. Um, you were out, out on the outdoor stage? I did two days, and the first day was out on the outdoor stage. Uh, and Following a hypnotist? Very, no, there, were, there was nothing else on this stage. I followed um, children tractor races. Where they had they had pedal uh, nothing they had I pedal like better directors. than children running heavy machinery. <laughs> <laughs> and if you give them cough syrup, it's even better. Yeah, <laughs> that's how this works. Um, this is kids on pedal tractors pulling a, a whatever a bunch of bricks like a tractor pull, except little kids pedaling. Mm-hmm. And so there was you know different age group competitions. Very green for that. Very green. Yes, no motors, just kids pedaling, and then and then the juggler. <laughs> <laughs> which is fantastic. And did um, the crowd love you? It went very, very well. It was really fun to do. Did any of uh, congregation members show up? Yes. Tell us. Well, I will tell it when we get to that part. Okay. <laughs> get ahead of me. <laughs> so How the first day's set? outdoor. What? How long was set? Half hour. Half hour set. So um, the first day I'm outdoors, and the next day I'm going to be indoors, and so I'm thinking, oh, the second day is going to be great. This is perfect. So I go and I do the outdoor shows and, and it's, you know, it's wooden bleachers and I get crowds in and I do the shows and it's super hot and sweaty, you know, and an outdoor sound system and all this stuff. And so I come back the next day thinking, all right, I'm going to be indoors today. It's going to be great. Well, it turns out the indoor spot is like off to one side of the fair and there's no signs or anything. <laughs> so at least at the outdoor side, I can go, hey, folks, there's a juggling show going to start over here in a couple of minutes. Why don't you come over and join us and, and build a crowd? Indoors, there's no chance of that. <laughs> I'm just there by myself in this like classroom. <laughs> oh, so, so very safe for COVID. Very, very COVID safe, and and pretty safe for COVID because it was out. You know, yeah. the first day was outdoors, and the second day. And you're staying in hotels. I'm staying in a, in a in a hotel at that one. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Did you do any camping? I didn't do any camping. Oh, I'm sad to wow. say. <laughs> that pays. That pays on the board. That. Yeah, I, I lost money on that one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Didn't get to camp out any. You didn't decide like, hey, there's a KOA nearby instead of this fancy hotel. I'll sleep <laughs> yeah. in this ditch. I can still smell right now. I can smell <laughs> in my mind. you don't have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I, when you can't smell, it's weird. You weren't here when I was talking I about snor- to that show. snorting that pepper. That was amazing. Um, but uh, I can imagine the smell and the and the thickness of the air in the KOA showers and restrooms. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Is that what it must mm-hmm. be some certain kind of fungus? <laughs> um, and a heaviness of the air. It's heavy. When you go into a KOA uh, uh, bathroom, there is a thickness in the air. That I don't think you get anywhere else. Well, that's because the showers are in the bathroom as well. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying. And cement. Yeah. Showers, yeah, cement, yeah. cement yeah. urine, and shit. Yes. <laughs> Plus a certain special kind of KOA fungus <laughs> that are all together. And I go in there to take my shower, and I say to tell her, "We're going to go to a motel." <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do my best to scrub up and I will come out of the shower dirtier than how I entered. <laughs> <laughs> to me, the real skill is learning how to put your socks and underwear on when your feet are wet. <laughs> you, oh. you have bragged on that at I, least 10 times. I know because I'm very good at it. I am very good at getting my underwear over my foot without touching my wet foot to my underwear. <laughs> I don't want a, a underwear full of birch bark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my sneak. Yeah, I try this at the gym. My sneaker to to foot sandal. Right. I just I can't get it down. You got to work on it. At man. some point, I need to camp a little more. I'll take you out and show you. <laughs> <laughs> so, did anybody come to see you? With yes, they. That's the amazing thing is that the people did show up and come into this little room indoors, even though I wasn't outside outside calling them in, which was great, really nice, and like a whole group of six. Yeah. Of the scoops showed up. Pretty great. Really great, yeah. And they had driven a hundred miles to come and see the show. It was really nice. I sent Matt a photo of them. 
Yeah, the, the, the listeners of Ice Cream Social, what they consider driving distance is not what the average person considers driving distance. It's pretty fantastic. <laughs> but they were Ice Cream Social people and not- Well, they're both. They're okay. both. They're both. There's a, there's a very big crossover. Yeah. There's a very big crossover. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, it's great. They show up again. We've talked about this. They show up everywhere. You know, yeah. I mean, if I'm doing shows in Romania, two people show up who say, I listen to the podcast. Remember the congregation? <laughs> <laughs> really? In Romania? Well, those people yes. are actually from Ohio. They just they drove. drove. To <laughs> That's how much they're willing to drive. <laughs> uh, so um, they they loved your show. All went very well. Very happy about that. From there, I went back to Lance's farm <laughs> because you can't rent cars right now. Mm -hmm. the car rental was so expensive that I borrowed a car from Lance, and um, so I went. I took his car back to him, and uh, and then I was going to the Louisville. The, the Kentucky State Fair, which runs for 11 days. Mm -hmm. And I had rented an Airbnb about a mile and a half away. And uh, because car rentals were a thousand bucks a week, I, I, we found a bike in Lance's basement and cleaned it and fixed the tires up and took it and rode a bike to work and back every day. Oh, that's nice. Fair. Really nice. Very David Byrne. Very David Byrne. <laughs> Although, I, I don't know how this happened. The bike is like too short between the pedal and the steering. You know what I mean? No. So the, no. We, the wheel is like a little bit too close to the seat. Like it was... Like you're burning it wasn't really a calves? <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm, like I'm too big for this bike. But it's not a kid's bike. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult to, for me to understand why this we dimension. Understand. You got roped into renting a kid's bike. <laughs> adult prices. That's not hard to understand. I didn't rent it. <laughs> but you, it did make you, the ride a little more You had to spend time with Lance Burton, right? Yeah. You rented it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't pay with money. <laughs> That's my point. Ah. See, there's, but Lance and I had a great time because Lance, uh, a, a little like you, he doesn't tend to go do things in his neighborhood. And so I found uh, there's a lake not far from his house, a huge, beautiful lake. And we went and saw the lake and had lunch on the lake and then went to uh, Mammoth Caves, the largest cave system in the world. I've been to Mammoth Caves. Yeah, it was pretty great. Mm. We did that before I went back to the Kentucky Fair. Well, you know, Tim Jennison of uh, Tim's Vermeer yeah. has bought a huge ranch in Texas. Nice. I said... Um, how big is your uh, ranch? And uh, he said, uh, told me in acres. And I went, that sounds like a lot of acres. Said, yeah, two and a half square miles. Oh, so it's 640 for a square mile. So someone smarter could do the math. It's 1240. <laughs> 1280, I mean. 1280 so, plus 320, 15. So how big is Lance's? 100 acres. So Which is pretty big. And, and Let's talk. Tim's is bigger or smaller? Tim's is bigger. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's got a lake and a river on his property. And so does Lance. Yeah. Lance has a creek and a river, I guess. Yeah, that's probably a it. A creek, I but suppose, I think, is the way you pronounce it. A I think I would go, uh, I think I want to go spend some time with Tim Jennison there. Oh, yeah. He was showing me. He has, first of all, uh, you know these studies where people have um, robot uh, pets yeah. And they get really attached to them, like crazy attached to them. <laughs> I I kind of thought, well, I, I guess you, if you were old or something, you could do that. Mm -hmm. We got a Roomba. <laughs> I talked to it. You don't talk to the dog. No, but I love the Roomba. <laughs> Big difference when the dog is in the room and the dog leaves. There's more dirt in the room. <laughs> when the Roomba's in the room and it leaves, there's less dirt in the room. That's all. And I, the Roomba makes this nice little uh, sound. Then it goes back home, and the and the dirt gets sucked out of it, and it charges up on its own. Then it comes back out. I just loved it. So I was saying to Tim Jennison, um, you know, I really like my Roomba. You know, I don't run it. My wife runs it. But she'll say, open the door to your office. Open the door to my office. It's out there. It comes in and goes, can I clean up? You know, and you know, it bumps its head a few times to make me laugh that it goes around and does other stuff. And uh, so I said, I was kind of bragging on my Roomba. And uh, Tim said, let me show you something. Oh, boy. So Tim takes me on his phone. You know, we're FaceTiming. And we walk out to the ranch. And he shows me his lawnmower Roomba. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. He says it runs 24 hours a day. 24 hours a day, <laughs> it's out cutting his two and a half square miles. We had to go find it. 
<laughs> and there it was going. <laughs> I said, boy, I think that all I want in life is to sit and watch the lawn being mowed by a robot. <laughs> That's funny because when I was in Kentucky, I was saying, if you could make a robot lawnmower, or if you could make a lawnmower that would travel 70 miles an hour, you could have a pretty good living because <laughs> there's so much lawn. But he, he, what does he have a robot? Uh, he's got he's got a guy who comes and mows the lawn. No, no, this is a much better thing. I love <laughs> see the, the great when I used to try to explain to my mom and dad about computers. Mm -hmm. I would say they do things the stupidest way possible, but they have endless patience. Right, and that is the genius of the Roomba. Yeah, I come home uh, from the theater at you know yeah. midnight. And there we have a mopba, whatever it is. There's a, there's a Roomba <laughs> that sucks and a mopba that, 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 that scrubs the floor, yeah. you know? And I come in at midnight and there's a little fella going, <laughs> and it's just moving really slowly across the floor. And in front of it, dirt, and back of it, clean. Really, really slowly, you know, more slowly. No human being could do it, except maybe the people that are like cleaning the vermeer and taking off the <laughs> right, those right, guys. Right. They thing, have yeah. they have the patience to do that. Nobody else. So just those five. You think people. If we could train the dog to go. Rah, 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 it would be okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like it better. I, I, the dog is oh, no, because <laughs> no. the 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 Roomba never never goes rogue. Never starts making a huge amount of noise that I can. And you know, everybody tells me. You you can't stop the dog from barking the way you do, because you know what I do is I go please just stop. <laughs> I try pathetic twenty bucks and twenty bucks and my you know my children explain to me that pathetic doesn't even work on them because <laughs> when I say to them oh just uh, uh, I just please they say they say you can't do it by being pathetic. By being pathetic is not going to change the way we act. <laughs> and I go, I, I, I don't, I think I'm beyond trying to convince you. I'm just broken. <laughs> I used to have the, by the way, uh, we were talking earlier about the, the, the pandemic and how terrible it is. Yeah. So my son cuts open his head oh. at school. Okay. So he's. Uh, it's part of an accident. This yeah. is not like a lab thing. Right. <laughs> but he's, you know, he, he bangs his head on it. Okay. And uh, I'm not going to go into his stuff because that's his business and not mine. I don't want to give away his, uh, I don't want to invade his privacy. But I, so I have to drive to the school and pick him up. He goes to a fancy school, so it's a million miles away. And, yeah. uh, but I'm thinking, I'm going to take him. You know, the, the nurse says needs stitches maybe or something. I'm going to take him to the emergency room in Vegas. Which, when you look at any map of the country, <laughs> is all red. Yes, like the ICUs are full and emergency rooms are full. So we call. I call. You know, my my wife calls up the doctor and says, oh, "Can you just like you know do it in your office?" He goes, "Yeah, don't go to the hospital." <laughs> <laughs> That's the advice in Vegas now. Vegas, Texas, Florida. Oh, don't go to the hospital, no matter what. And um, so we just went to the office, and he crazy glued it up. Right. Nice. And I said to him, because I was, I said, you know, my friend Godot is crazy. I said, um, <laughs> is what you're using there just crazy glue? He said, yeah. That was the answer. There you go. Yeah. See? See? But he lines it up really well. Yeah, he's probably but, doing a better job than me. <laughs> when I've seen you use crazy glue, you do a shitty job. Yeah. How's your thumb? I did your thumb. You did. It works, right? Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> yeah, uh, we did it live on the show. He does, a, he's very, he's very careful. Mm -hmm. Very, very. You want a doctor that's careful, but I got to tell you, lawn mowing, mowing Roombas. That uh, seems pretty great. Oh, and it's it's bigger too. You know, it's it's a it's a grown up machine. Although the guy who mowed Lance's lawn did come by with a watermelon he had grown in his yard and leave it for us. It's pretty hard to argue with that. <laughs> I don't think the Roomba's going to go fresh watermelon. I think I better really go good. get a watermelon. <laughs> I'm I'm in danger of losing uh, my job. I better get a watermelon. I'll tell you, watermelons. Uh, watermelons are good. Yeah. yeah. Really good. And they're free. You know, when you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to get healthier, 
it's really hard to say, hmm, got to cut down on the watermelon. Right. <laughs> Yesterday, I cut one in half and just sat with a spoon. I didn't even cut it to little bits. Just took spoons out of the I have I have a much better deal than that. Well, yeah, your wife probably. My <laughs> wife is very proud of how good she is with a knife. Ah, mm, yeah. Very proud. Like, she will, she will brag I, to I was people. I in my class with her, yeah. She will brag to people that she can fillet a pineapple. Mm. I know that's not the right word, but it is it's the right close word. enough. She can fillet a pineapple in like 25 seconds. Right. Like an islander or something. Right. Wow. And she's very proud. She shows off in front of her mother of how quickly she can completely peel a watermelon uh-huh. and then chop it up. So I get the watermelon just, she just, just does that in chunks <laughs> yeah. with a fork. Oh. My wife will do that sometimes, but it was just me at home. And so I cut it in half and sat with a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll eat a whole watermelon. Yeah. Oh, watermelon is so good. good. Anyway, so now we're going on with your, your adventures. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I get back. I'm working at the Kentucky State Fair, which is fantastic. I go get a, I got a skin cancer screening because that's one of the things they do at the fair in Kentucky. <laughs> oh, that's that's entertaining. <laughs> yeah. And what's, uh, Kentucky State Fair is probably big, right? It's very, very big. Yeah. Best state fair I've days. been to is uh, is Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota's got a very big but one. But I'd love to go to Iowa. I bet Iowa's great. I've done the Iowa State Fair. Yeah, I do that one every couple of years. So yeah. they have sort of rules where they do you for, you know, you can work here, but then we can't have you next year because people want to see yeah. something new. And then people come back that next year and they say, where's that guy we saw last year? And so the year after that, you're hired back. And <laughs> but Swifty, It's very complicated. But Swifty Swine. Goes every year, right? Yes. The pig race. Yes, Swifty Swine is there every year. Um, uh, all, the other one I saw this year was uh, Wiener Dog Racing, which was pretty oh. good. <laughs> so that was a big adventure as well. Did you come back with some harebrained scheme for what you're going to do at the fairs? No, not this year. I'm I, Other than doing... Uh, Giving Wiener Dog, Wiener Dog steroids. Well, you know, I mean, the, <laughs> here's what I have discovered at the fair, and that is that People's expectation of a juggling show is not that high at a fair. <laughs> and so I'm working against a tide to try to do a good show. And and I, I do work hard at doing a good show, and I think I do a good show. And I feel like there's a moment in the show where I see people every show go, this is this is actually good. This is weird. <laughs> Why would there be a good juggling show at the state fair? And so I'm working against that. And so I'm trying to find some other way to label it. and. At, at my age and riding the unicycle, I'm thinking of switching to being the Grandpa Lama Ding Dong stunt spectacular. <laughs> Grandpa Lama Ding Dong? Grandpa Lama Ding Dong, yeah. I, I have notes. <laughs> Thank you. We'll meet after. I want to talk Grandpa, about this. Grandpa, Grandpa Lama Ding Dong stunt spectacular. I don't think we look a good Owen thing, Grandpa. Not yet. That's the problem. But you could do a little, not much work, yes. <laughs> yeah, I could grow a little beard, whiten it up some. <laughs> You mean look like me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> but if I think you just whiten your hair a little bit and change your glasses. Yeah, and different different costumes. Yeah, what you're wearing, yeah. 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 But I mean, I, I, you know, I'm 62 and riding a six-foot-tall unicycle, mm-hmm. and I think I should probably advertise that, <laughs> since clearly one of my legs is going to shoot out in, in, through my skin. Some bones are going to shoot out through the skin at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think giant unicycle is the way to go. That's my you big mean note. to go, go, or go? Like, you should leave. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for stopping by, you know. I should get on the car and get out. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I think, you know, whatever. You're saying that people don't expect it from a juggling show, but if you're a giant unicyclist, I feel like we do expect cool, different things. Oh, you think I should advertise it as Mike Godot's unicycle show? I don't know. Show? I'm new to this world, but do, do, do you think? <laughs> Mike Godot and his unicycle show? Yeah. Mr. Gillette, any? Uh... I Not don't think I would go see Grandpa Lamba Ding Dong. <laughs> uh, I wasn't really shooting for you. <laughs> Target audience. Yeah, Here's yeah. the thing I know about you. You hate coming to see my show, and every time you go, that was really good. <laughs> it even surprises you knowing that the show is going to be good and that you've seen it before. Yeah, even past experience. I'm yeah. always kind of like, oh, I don't, I don't really want to see it. Oh, this you is know, great. Oh, that was good. It was good. <laughs> Every time he's like, I forget that it's uh, good. Well, I remember uh, what you talk about doing in your show, and I forget that the details are what I love about the show. <laughs> I don't want to see you ride a unicycle. I don't no, want to see no. you juggle. But I forget that the other stuff all around it is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, we're doing... Um, 
I mean, if we ever go on the road again, we're doing broken bottle juggling. Oh. So I got to start practicing. Nice. Because that's not an easy trick. That's not an easy trick. No. Now, if you've got a small business, you know, there's nothing more valuable than your time. So wasting it on trips to the post office is stupid. Stamp, you don't usually use the word stupid in an advertisement. Yeah, but it's about time we started. Yeah. <laughs> Stamps.com makes it easy to mail and ship right from your computer. Save time and money with Stamps.com. Send letters and packages for less with discounted rates from USPS, which stands for? U.S. Postal Service. And UPS. United Parcel Service. And more. Um, Mikey's Many original <laughs> origami Stamps.com is a longtime supporter of the show. We've used their services since 2012. It's so convenient. Since 1998, Stamps.com has been the indispensable tool for nearly 1 million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS shipping right to your computer. Whether you're in office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. Does Stamps.com make your life easier, Matt Donnelly? Absolutely does. Yeah, yeah. Send a lot of stuff out to our Patreon backers, and we all use Stamps.com. It's fabulous. Cut the confusion out of shipping with Stamps.com's new rate advisor tool. You can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option. How great is that? Great. It's It's just a really good thing. I'm still surprised that they support us. Because it seems like everybody who listens to this show should have already gotten stamps.com, right? right. But we shouldn't tell them that. No. Shut up. It's so, it's so, it's so, so good. You've used it. We've all used it. it. Yeah, we've all actually used it. All the time. It's really, really good. Save time and money with stamps.com. There's no risk with my promo code. Pen. You get a special office that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in pen. That's stamps.com promo code pen. pen. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. Wow. Most organized remission enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anything else on? Uh, well, from there, I went to back to visit my mom, who is still uh, hanging in there somehow. Oh, wow. Boy, talk about uh, misrepresenting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I made her call everybody back and apologize. <laughs> so I called you and told you I was dying. I'm sorry. <laughs> somehow she's still hanging on. I That's went back funny. and got to spend another couple of nights in my sister's tent, which, as you know, is always the site of some <laughs> scary adventure or something right. fantastic. <laughs> this time it was fantastic. I tell you, it goes from terrifying, I can't breathe while I'm in there, to the, just the most fantastic night in the world, really. And this was fantastic. This was fantastic. I'm, I can sit in there, and and there's owls around the land. And so I hear uh, um, a, a great horned owl for half an hour. And then there's like two or three great horned owls, and then they stop, and the barn owls stop, start, and the barn owls go for an hour, and then the screech owls start. <laughs> They're all on schedules. <laughs> Do you know uh, when you tell these stories that there is not even a slight tinge of envy? <laughs> <laughs> is there anything for you, Matt? There you should go, be. Boy, I'd like to be in that tent with Godot. No. <laughs> no. Well, you added the with Godot part. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it a little less comfortable, I presume. Yeah. <laughs> Matt and I would be in a uh, in a tent long enough for us to say, "How close is the motel?" <laughs> <laughs> Yelping Starbucks. <laughs> Look, it's just a hundred miles away. Yeah, we can, make that. we can make that. We'll call up some congregation members. They'll meet us there. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you sit out in this tent, and there. At 11 o'clock, <laughs> there's frogs. Frogs going, jeep, 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 jeep. Underneath the frogs is a set of bugs going, wow, wow, Like a different, a different rhythm. I'm sure many and, people at home are just clipping this out so they can meditate. Exactly. <laughs> and then it switches. It switches to different frogs and different bugs. Do you know how good my headphones are that I have at home? I have really good headphones. Do you know how many frogs and birds and and bugs <laughs> and owls are available on YouTube? <laughs> and then I sleep in a really comfortable bed. Yeah, really comfortable. Well, the bed's comfortable. 
out in this spot? And then I have my headphones on, which I do. I often have rain <laughs> or I have a river. So you can do a fake version of what I'm doing. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> which is so much better. Uh, is it? Mm. <laughs> yeah. You don't get the smells? Like like the birds, the like, the, like, like, like the frogs, like the bugs. The smells change throughout the night. But then you're wrong. It's so weird. You're wrong because I have a CPAP machine <laughs> that has so water in it. The smell of your breath changes no, throughout no, the night. No, it's, it's very, I have moist air coming in. Right. And I have the sounds of nature. And I sleep very comfortably in a civilized way like a grown-up. Yeah. <laughs> as I try to explain to my mother-in-law, as we sit at the dinner table and the dogs are there, I say to her, we build houses to keep animals out. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we bring animals in? <laughs> I am, my idea of a, a house is no animals, comfortable bed, good audio. Yeah. <laughs> So you only need 40 square feet, really. <laughs> well. And then I, after you're seeing your mom and your sister's tent. Yeah. Sleeping out in the tent. And uh, and like I said, loving it. Cannot say how much. I, the, the smells come through like like gangs. Like all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, it's so eucalyptus smelling. <laughs> it's great. And then it's pine trees. And then it's the pond. And it, oh, I just love it. Just love it. That's the KOA showers. <laughs> it's the KOA showers. Oh, yeah, what is it? What is the shower situation at your sister's? Uh... Yeah, that's. I got to go into the house to shower. There's all no. Right, all right. They they have like a little tent in the backyard with like one of those solar. In the house, is there like a couch? <laughs> yeah, it's a little too short to sleep on. <laughs> I, I bet so that's why I bet I'd tent, find a way. The tent is. <laughs> the house is kind of. I bet they have a rocking chair. I bet. <laughs> Matt and I could sleep side by side of the couch <laughs> sitting up. <laughs> We'd be happier than in the tent. So. Right now. Boy, another thing in her house right now, we have a great white turkey. There is an albino turkey in her yard. <laughs> an albino turkey? A white turkey. And they're mean and stupid, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're very funny. But it's, it's a wild turkey. It's not a domesticated stupid turkey. It's a... It's a wild turkey. It's in shape. It's not surrounded it's in good by shape. fat. That's right. Stuff, yeah. Got a got a paintbrush sticking out of the middle of his chest like turkeys do. <laughs> <laughs> and then were you home after that? And then I came home and spent some time with my family. And you were uh, you were you were flying all these places. I did fly all these places, and I I, I got to tell you, I am just stupid lucky to not have COVID at this point. But you were careful all the time. I've been as careful as as really I could possibly be. I find the airlines and the airports still to be pretty top notch. They're pretty the, top notch. The They're pretty top notch. But you know the, uh, I don't know. You know. Did you witness any? I was I was far away from people at the fair. I have a, a high stage. I would talk to people from the stage after the show, but then I'd pack up and get back to my dressing room. So I did everything I could to stay safe there, and and somehow managed it. And and that that can only be attributed to luck. I mean, there was effort involved, but yeah. at the end, it still comes down to a coin toss. So, so um, ready, Rich. Tell your weird yes, ass, weird ass story of uh, of you uh, quitting your job. <laughs> you quit your job? Well, listen to the story. I did quit a job. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Okay. So uh, I'm working through a staging company that I've done business with for the last five, six years, mm -hmm. and they're finally opening up again because Vegas is opening up again. They've been walking this tightrope of vaccination where they don't want to tell the employees to get vaccinated, but the clients want vaccinated employees. Right. Right. So that's the information that they're passing along. Right. Pass passing is definitely the verb. <laughs> <laughs> so I submitted my, at their request, I submitted my vaccination card. Mm hmm and immediately they filled out a month worth of schedule for me. <laughs> oh, wow. So that's how few texts that they have available, I'm guessing. Because most of these gigs were Spotlight, which is not something that I have a long history of. Mm -hmm. And they booked me for the Harry Styles show. Oh, nice. He's beautiful. He's a big star. Requiring a non-disclosure agreement, which I did not last on the gig long enough to sign. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So here we are. <laughs> I show up for a spotlight gig, and I'm going. This is at the venue at UNLV. Mm-hmm. UNLV. Yeah. Oh, he's rehearsing there. He's, oh, not, he's not performing there. Oh, His yeah. first show is at MGM or, or Frat House. <laughs> <laughs> he's performing at the Quad. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably yeah. the only college term I know. <laughs> and it's the only place in the college where you worked. Yeah. <laughs> All of us know the quad. <laughs> so I, I show up at the venue and I'm wandering around where the spotlight locations are and I can't find any people. So I go down to the uh, production floor and I ask where we're supposed to meet and they go, oh, right here. And they showed me this stack of four drone operator locations. Oh. So all the techs were gathered around these motorcycle handles with video screens in the middle of them. Isn't that cool? Wow. With cameras on the actual fixtures up in the ceiling so you could see what you're pointed at. And on one thumb, you've got your focus for your camera. Oh, nice. And on the other thumb, you've got your focus for the light. And about 15 minutes in the show, I start to, it's rehearsal, I start to realize how hot it is down here. And then I get faint and I almost pass out. And I have to grab on to the drone housing to, uh, to stay vertical. Mm-hmm. And uh, I call the guy over and I say, I don't think I could keep doing this. So I go walk away and I sit out for about 15 minutes before I realize what's going on. Now, Matt and Pan have already heard the story. Gudo, do you have any <laughs> idea? Uh, radiation from the screens. <laughs> <laughs> Not too far off. Harry Styles is so hot. That the room is warm. <laughs> you got the vapors. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could be that. Harry. Could be that. No. What else can it be? The most intense motion sickness I've ever had. In oh, yeah. Life. Sure, of course. You have real motion sickness. Yeah. Sure, watching through that screen's doing it for you, huh? There's yeah. a delay on the camera is the problem. Oh, yeah. So the focus point that I'm looking at is about a quarter second behind the entire time. Oh, Wow. And it wiped me out for six days. I had to take off other gigs that were unrelated to this one. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. So don't ever get an Oculus is my advice, first off. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. That's rough. Really rough. <laughs> well, you have, you have rough and ready. You have the, um, you have really bad motion sickness. I've never known I anybody. sure do. I've never known anybody had it as bad as I you sure do. I arrived at a classic rock band that was not entirely to my taste shows this week and they had traditional spotlights and i was so happy because <laughs> you love boston <laughs> <laughs> a classic rock band that was not entirely to your taste do you like doing that show they were all right the first night i was happy the first hour and starting to get antsy the second hour yeah, but they go to all the ballads yeah yeah and then I would have paid any amount of money to leave that last half hour. <laughs> <laughs> that is their pull quote. <laughs> Once I knew what the show was like, I was the rest of the dates were okay, but that first night was a was a slog. Yeah. Buy a ticket now, you'll pay to leave us later. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, make, that, we make in, double. take it out. We that's, make double. That's yeah. why it was so interesting. It only cost a dollar to get in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was 88 to leave. <laughs> the New York toll bridge system. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So um, I looked at the new uh, iPhones, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I looked over the whole thing very, very carefully. And uh, I do not need the added storage space. Mm-hmm. I never come close to filling up my iPhone as it is. Never. Do not need the storage space. I don't use my camera that much. Certainly don't need the cinematic editing. I don't play uh, video games, so the the better screen and the quicker stuff makes no difference. I don't do macro photography, okay? Uh, I don't need that focus thing in the camera. I went through the whole list of every single thing that they were offering on the iPhone 13, and there was not one thing, not one thing on the whole list that I needed or wanted or coveted in any way. So I bought one. <laughs> yep. Hard not to ruin that joke for you. <laughs> when does it come in? <laughs> so uh, I not only bought one, but I had Laura get up at 5 a.m. to make sure that I got the first one, the very first one. Uh, I just, you, you know, um, uh, Emily, is, is my wife, is part of the problem on this. She says... 
you buy so so few things for yourself. Right. You need to have an iPhone every year. Yeah. Brand new. And uh, also, I read watches. The Apple Watch is coming out later uh, later in the fall. And I looked over the series of things there. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Going to buy one of those. <laughs> but I mean, really, other times there have been very few things I wanted, and I've still bought it. But this is the first time. It really is a watershed moment that Apple has somehow gotten their marketing into me so deeply that they can offer me actually nothing. Yeah. Really, actually nothing. And I still have to have it. Yeah. still have to have it. <laughs> nothing. Well, and yeah. it's not like there's status. I mean, who looks at the level of my phone, right? <laughs> there's nothing. Yeah. Nothing. You're not a real estate agent, you know. Yeah. They always compete to have those fancy phones. Oh, do they? Yeah. No, because that's part of their sales. Gotta have thing. a car. Yeah, yeah. Gotta have a nice car. Nice car and, a, and the most and the latest phones. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, to show that you're you're so you're on successful. the tip of it. You're, you're successful. successful. You know where everything is. Mm -hmm. You know what it's about. Uh, my kid, who just turned eight, asked me for an uh, an Apple Watch for for, <laughs> for his birthday, and I was like, just no, no way, <laughs> just a hard no on that. <laughs> Well, this will be for sale. Buy him anyone and tell him, yeah, I was going to say, here, just give him mine. <laughs> He'll find a way to start communicating with people and stuff. He's already, it's so weird. <laughs> the not having a home phone thing, I didn't, this is a weird, my kids are growing up thing that I know is obvious to everyone else. Right. When, when, when you were young, you have a home phone, they call the home phone, and your kids might talk to their classmates or whatever. Right. Sure. Now they have they our have number. Mm -hmm. And so you'll get like a weird phone call from a kid who wants to talk to your kid <laughs> on your phone. And you're like, no, I don't, I don't agree to this at all. <laughs> Veto. I don't want you talking. I, just get off my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand anyone touching my phone. Yeah. I can't stand it being touched. I mean, if someone... My phone's down there and someone picks it up, not looking at it, not anything, touching the phone. I believe that my phone and my computer, I have, uh, you know, many people, they right. say that their Growth personal around them, yeah. their, <laughs> their personal space includes their car, yeah. that it likes road rage. I don't have that. I'm not include my car at all. Who was telling stories about how, Jonesy was telling a story about how uh, when he first met me. I had just gotten a, the brand new Volkswagen Bug. They had yeah. just come out. And um, I was at a Starbucks. And somebody said, what's the new Bug like? And I reached in my pocket, took out my key, and just tossed it to him and said, give it a drive. And uh, they left. Right. And Jonesy said, I, I've never known anybody to do that. <laughs> I said, do you, do you know that person? I said, no. He said, you just gave your keys to your car to a complete stranger? I said, yeah. I said, he wants to see what the car's like. Yeah. He said, well, that's not what I'm questioning. His motives I'm not questioning. <laughs> you know, the chances are whoever you hand the key to is a better driver than you. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, don't remember to turn it off. Just don't get him a teller. Stuff. Don't hand him a teller. <laughs> I, have, I have nothing. I have no sort of commitment to my car. I have no sort But my phone, I can't stand anybody. When, I, when I'm on an airplane, if someone glances at my computer, you know, <laughs> even if I'm just watching a movie or something, I go out of my mind. Just, I don't want anybody, I didn't say, don't touch it. I always think I'm going to do work on the plane. Then as soon as the thought of opening the screen and the person next to me looking at it, I'm like, nope, can't work. Can't do it. <laughs> it's can't work here. That's really inside my mind. Yeah. I have outsourced. Also with the airlines that I fly, the screen is kind of pushed down like this because the chair's against the it. The chair's right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't get down low enough to they read recline. the screen. Oh, they're taking a nap. <laughs> I need to get like a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I been, I, the last time I was on a airplane was flying to Budapest. Oh, right. That's all I've done is Budapest and back. And that's private. Well, pri private back. Oh, okay. So when you did LA that you drove uh, or someone drove? No, I actually did. I did one trip to LA. But I'm going to go. I'm doing, do you know this show, the, the G word? No. It's Adam Conover. You know Adam yeah. Conover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. great. Uh, he's got a new show called The G Word that's produced by uh, Obama, yeah. who used to be president of the United States of America. And I agree with everything. Because <laughs> uh, I'm going on his show. So that means I agree <laughs> with every drone strike that Obama ever did because I'm going on his show.
Um, so the G word, the G show, the G word, the G word, it's a uh, government. Ah. It's a kind of a jokey educational show about government. Okay. And, uh, Adam Conover, he was on fool us. Yeah. And he also, uh, is very kind in his words about bullshit. Mm-hmm. And he's having us on to do some magic tricks and explain how the government, uh, prints money. Yeah. So we're doing the whole bit. So I'm going to, uh, <laughs> drive out, that trick. <laughs> drive out for that. Uh, on uh, on Wednesday, I'll, dr- I'll drive with Glenn, and tell him we'll drive with Zeke, so that we you know we can't be in the same plane because uh, you know if there was a car crash, there needs to be somebody who knows the penitent. No, that's not the reason. <laughs> um, and then uh, I'm gonna we're gonna shoot all You're day. Kind of glossing over the, what the actual reason is. Uh, I hate Teller. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, no, the actual the actual reason is that Teller likes to leave later. Yeah, and I like to leave earlier because I want to be in LA and see some of my uh, some of the stooges that are there, mm-hmm. some some of my goofball friends, and um, so Teller wants to get stuff done mm-hmm. in Vegas and then go out in the evening, and Zeke is fine with that too. And we would rather the size cars we have; it's more comfortable to have two people in each than in four. Right. Oh, I'm reading Mike Collins's uh, book, oh, which no. is fabulous. He describes. One of the Gemini flights, (laughs) the size of a Volkswagen bug, if you put a TV between you in a Volkswagen bug, Mm -hmm. in that seat, unable to completely straighten your legs or completely sit up or to get out of the seat, 14 days. Uh, No, uh, no. I won't do it. You'd rather go camping with me. <laughs> I think so. I when I'm going to that couch. When I'm reading the book, when I'm reading the book, I have to get up and walk around and <laughs> breathe deeply. I have a table in front of me now. I couldn't straighten my right leg, and that made I was like, uh, yeah, that, that I have anxiety so from that right now. <laughs> and you I'm imagine still thinking about it. Is there motion involved? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. boy, you think you're sick on a on a uh, video screen? And he says. You don't get bed sores and you don't get horrible skin problems because you're weightless. Oh. So you're floating above that. You can't straighten anything out. So now we know what we have to start doing for seniors, right? <laughs> can you homes in space? Can you imagine that? Great idea. No, seems first of all, don't try to imagine that. No, it makes me uncomfortable. Uh, I mean when Collins went up, it was, you know, his Gemini flight was four days. Right. But 14 days? Uh, 14 days? Uh, But I'm excited because I want to... Because Mike Collins is a great writer and also such a wonderful, humble guy. Yeah. It's just... just, I just just love Mike Collins. Part of the astronaut thing, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They're all... It is. They're all great guys. They're all humble. humble But I always say, you know, uh, Mox at school is studying the space program. And I always say, just bring up Mike Collins. Because Mike Collins, and you know, there's, there's one joke to do on Mike Collins, but no matter how many times people do a variation of this joke, I always love it. You know, Andy Gordetsky, when they got the, I think I've told this on the show before, when they got the, whatever, 25-year anniversary of Apollo's landing on the moon, yeah, they brought in uh, Neil Armstrong, <laughs> Buzz Aldrin, and Mike Mike Collins, three astronauts. And Eddie, Eddie called me up right away and said, uh, so Ben, did you see the ceremony? When they gave uh, Neil, Buzz, and Mike the well, actually only Neil and Buzz got the award. <laughs> Mike was in the limo, just circling the parking lot. <laughs> and uh, how many times does Mike call? Uh, I mean, he's dead now. But how many times did Mike Collins hear that joke? Oh yeah, I yeah. mean, when, when his daughters yeah. went out for ice cream, yeah. they must have said, "Dad, just drive the car around in yeah. circles. We'll go get the ice cream. <laughs> you hang here." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He also he's a, he's a really good writer. Yeah. And uh really he's just such a terrific guy. Just seems great when he goes. He just says stuff like uh you know, Neil Armstrong when you first meet him, he was so good at everything. You just go, "Here's the first guy on the moon." <laughs> <laughs> Neil could do everything and was just the greatest guy in the world. Wow. You know. And he says he also says that I really like it really made me laugh. He said, Buzz Aldrin could not enjoy 
being the second person on the moon because he was so upset about not being the first. Wow. <laughs> Never able to enjoy that for the rest of his life. I was going to say the humble pie thing. I was like, Buzz Aldrin will punch you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Buzz Aldrin was not happy being the second man on the moon. Listen, as a fellow New Jerseyan, I, I prefer it that way. We like him salty. <laughs> Much better representation of a proper New Jersey person is to have someone who couldn't enjoy this fucking awesome thing. It's kind of a little salty. <laughs> How great would it be if they had like gotten into a fight? <laughs> sure, they, they did. did. I mean, just they did try to on push each other on the steps on the space station. Right, there have been fist fights. No, on the space station, yes. I yeah. about being the first guy on the moon. Yeah. You go, oh, you know what? I, I left uh, your your watches over here, and I. <laughs> <laughs> I touched the ladder first. I touched the ladder first. Well, the thing is that I called you dibs. can step down, but I want to put my foot, just touch my toe on the surface. Okay, we're going to go at the same time. <laughs> Both touch the same time. One. One. You! You asshole! <laughs> Small stepper and asshole. Yeah. I don't know whose joke it was, but somebody said that Neil Armstrong had had the willpower to not say, drink Coca-Cola when he first stepped on the moon. <laughs> Because there was I'm money. Going there. to Disneyland. <laughs> um, Mike Collins points out that for his four days in Gemini, he put in for his $8 a day per diem for travel. Yeah, that's great. And he said, I should have put in for eight cents a mile. <laughs> but he said, Wally, uh, Wally Shrika, what, what was the? Boag. <laughs> uh, uh, Bogue. It's pronounced Bogue. <laughs> okay. But anyway, <laughs> Wally Shira, Shira, I think his name was, mm -hmm. he put in for um, for four cents a mile for his travel on one of the Gemini missions. That's great. And they took it, took the uh, took the voucher and said, uh, yes, we're going to pay you back. We're going to pay you that. And here is your bill for the rental of the Gemini space capsule, <laughs> which you are responsible for. And he went, okay, never mind. I'll just take my $8 a day. <laughs> so, you know, I always read um, one book of poetry. I read one political book, one science book, and then one book just for fun. Yeah. And the, uh, and the uh, Mike Collins is just for fun. And the political book I just finished was Jonathan Rauch's um, uh, uh, Constitution of Knowledge. Oh, man. And it's an incredible yeah, book. We're all just starting. It's an incredible book. And I'm going to write to uh, Jonathan this afternoon and see if we can get him to come on the show, which I great. think will be a, so. We love to have him on the show I'm before. A, I'm in a bad mood, mad at myself while listening to it all the time. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> but he has, he ends up optimistic, which is, I don't know how I'm, he, I'm how not he there does. yet. I hope so. <laughs> he, he doesn't. He doesn't. He's, he's optimistic. Okay. Anyway. Adjectives, adjectives. Oh, okay. Uh, just we, a quick version. Okay. Quick version is this is so great that there's a rule that we all know and don't know that we know, and that is that your adjectives have to come in a certain order. It has to be quantity or number, quality or opinion, size, age, shape, color, proper adjective, often nationality, other place of origin, material, purpose of qualifier. So you have to say really big old green antique car. Yeah. Has to be in that order. Beautiful big white bulldog. Uh, and it's got to be in that order. And it's really amazing. A wonderful old Italian clock. A beautiful old green antique car. But you can't have a green big dragon. Yeah. Can't have it. <laughs> it's just not right. And uh, so the house is uh, large and white. White and large. Large white house. And then it was at my big fat Greek wedding. You yeah, can't yeah, do. Yeah. We took a ride on a blue old Chinese bus. A Chinese old blue bus or an old blue Chinese bus? You know, instantly. Wow. Instantly. <laughs> How can we not know this order? Why do we not teach this? This has to be... You don't need to teach it. But what if what if you're learning from another language? They, they do have to teach that. Really big old antique tractor or really big old red antique tractor or old red really big antique tractor? That's crazy. Yeah. My brother wrote a... Beautiful, big, black, Frisian horse. Beautiful, Frisian, black, big, black horse. Big, black, beautiful, Frisian horse. It's amazing. <laughs> Even if it's words you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's just, uh, I just love that. So that's the order, and we know it. 
How great is it to learn a rule that you already know? <laughs> <laughs> I better write this one down. <laughs> nope. Done. So what was your intro to Penn? <laughs> oh, it is uh, our delightful, big, old, square-headed, red-faced, newfie, monkey-based meat magician. <laughs> And that was Penn Sunday School. That was Penn Sunday School. Cha cha cha. And to our listening ears, he become naked. So we covered everything we could know that show, didn't we? Yeah, all day. We're done. We covered Ready Rich's motion sickness. Now, Harry Styles is a different guy than the guy who used to be royalty in England, right? Yes. Good. Yes, he's he not was, Prince Harry. <laughs> he was in One Direction. You got anybody to thank? We love you, you know. You got anybody to thank there, man? I do. These, all these people used to be in One Direction. <laughs> this is Allison Sage, Kristen Kledick, Michael Cohen, Dr. Scooplittle, Joseph Mastrangelo, Jeremiah Jenkins, Nate Soloway, Kelly Reeves, Michael Kaplan, Jesse Miller, Alexander Hoffman, Michael Howard, Danny Olwine, Julian Webb, Stephen Volcano, Jim the 22-Year Naked Magician, Scoop Mids, and Paul McBride. Thank you.